Hello, 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 guys. Um, thank you for joining us. Um, this evening, actually, it's evening. It's about nine forty-six here in the state. Um, yeah. So we are back. I know we promised you guys a uh, a podcast. Well, we were probably in Europe during um the Queen morning season, whatever I will call it. Um the passing of the queen and but we never get to it because there was so much going on over there and it was very difficult to actually produce another podcast and so we thought we actually will do it when we come here but and again it was i think the whole trip was so emotional specifically for me and because there was so much going on in personal life as well um with everything going on um, in England, um, see what does that mean for us? Where do we go from here? Um, and so I didn't think I have the answers or not even the question, the right question to ask. And one thing we did witness is how our beautiful, um, wonderful princess Megan was treated and how our King Harry was treated and um, it is my belief that um, Diana was present it is my belief that you know you can't um, stop what God created you can't diminish what God put on this earth you just can't you can destroy it it's always gonna stand it's gonna shine and I think um, wow boy Megan shine she didn't really only shine, but this is, was an iconic moment for her that's going to go in history where I think there's going to be so much research, so much done um, about her, the way she conduct herself, the way she look, everything about her, her posture. I mean, wow, what else can you possibly say? Um, she was dignifying. And so it was incredible. And King Harry, my goodness, wow. She make everyone else look so short. He stood tall. I mean, you could see him from back, back there. It just, it was incredible. And to me, I know that, you know what, um, they were going to be okay. And um, there's no way you, you can't touch what the God created. You just can't touch it. Um, but... Let's get the show start. Um, trigger alert, guy, because this show tonight, it's going to be not just talking about the podcast, um, the wonderful, amazing um, job that um, uh, Megan did yesterday, putting on that podcast and about crazy um, and hysterical. This was a very, very, very tough, really necessary podcast. Um, and it's, I also going to be touched at something that's been really bothering me um, for the past few days. Um, and so I will say trigger alert because um, if you are a person that you know who are very sensitive to this type of um, subject, like Megan said, um, please, it's okay to not continue listening. But if you are 
okay with what's going to be talking in this podcast, please stay with us and listen throughout because I think it's very, very important that, you know, we highlight um, these insane things. So um, let's start the show. My guests are here, Charles and uh, George is joining me. So um, here we go. Hey guys, how are you guys doing? How are you, Charles, George? What's going on? No, so. doing doing well. Um, you know, back from Europe, so certainly a a different perspective. Uh, it's nice to nice to be back, but at the same time, uh, Europe is always great. So it's good to be home. It's good to be home. Yes, home indeed. Did you guys listening to the podcast? Um, yesterday or today? When did you guys listen to it? Yeah, I listened earlier today. It was honestly, it was one of the best episodes I think yet. Um, very evocative, very emotional. Um, I would be lying if I told you I didn't tear up a couple times. Um, but it was just really powerful. And I think to what you said earlier, it's um, it's a really important one too. Yeah, I would agree. Um, it's certainly. Um, a very a very powerful show and then also something i think that um i think it's 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 a much wider phenomenon for me because as she was saying in the show is it's so ubiquitous i mean you always hear it and it's just in the common lexicon just so so much and i think maybe even more ingrained than maybe some of the others that she's covered earlier so um it was definitely very very interesting and also you know certainly um provocative wow yeah <laughs> Well, um, really guys, as much, I would like to sort of spend a lot of time talking about what was talked about today and how heartfelt it was. I just feel like there is something that, you know what, it's even not that everything that I was saying was not important and what is bothering me and why I feel like the need to actually, um, do this podcast um, today. And it's something that I hear that bothers me. And I know that the squads um, kind of mention it, but they try not to go too deep in it. And again, I say trigger alert. If you um, are very sensitive to, um, to these issues, please, it is okay to sort of, okay, turn us out and, you know, we'll, 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 talk some other time but um it's this um i believe it's this guy i'm not sure i think he's a journalist i think he wrote this book that is failing and it goes by the name of valentine um low and um he says something that you know what i have heard before it's a continuation where we started it very early in 2020 where we hear Miss uh, Victoria Matter, and she was that was she's a reporter. I believe that you know she used to sort of edit her in some magazine. I'm not sure um, completely about that, but she was on MSNBC. She started, um, you know, in the interview, and I think she says something. I think I'm quoting here said that uh, Megan was five click to trailer trash. 
Meghan Markle, who many people consider is only, you know, five clicks up from trailer trash. So that was in 2020, right? And that was shocking. And thank God the host at MSNBC did a great job and say, you know what? We're not having this here. This is your opinion, blah, blah, blah. And just shut her down. And the next thing that, you know, we hear was that, oh, um, well, the only way that, you know, what the brothers will get back together if one of their wife die. Then we, this is where we are right now. So you have all this conversation. It's almost like this woman, it's not human. It's she, she is, I don't know how to describe it. It's like this, the conversation started from her being a trash. So if you think her as a trash, then what do you do with trash? You, it's easy to throw it out, right? And to sort of mention that, you know what? Well, the brothers can be together if, you know, one of their wives died. And I'm sure they didn't mean, uh, um, you know, Kate. Um, so we are in a place where people feel like so blunt to now really come out Went blank and talking about that, you know what, life should be sucks out of her unless the life sucks out of her, that there's no way Harry will be back in England. Uh, I think he's going to come back here, tail between legs, and she'll be she'll be left no, there. That that will I guarantee that will never happen for one very particular really? reason: the kids. Those kids mm. are going to stay in the United States. Harry loves loves those kids a bit. He's he's a great father. I'm convinced mm. of that he's always been terrific with children. Yeah. Um, so while while she has breath in her body, those those kids will remain in the states, and therefore Harry will too. Is that where we are? Are we now threatening the life of someone on national television? Why, why wouldn't they just throw him over the balcony and her with him? Are we now getting into a place where we don't have anything else on this woman? We can't knock her down. We can't all the um, agenda they had against this woman has not worked. Are we calling for her death, because that's how I'm taking it, in my opinion. And yes, I know it's easy to ignore, and it's easy to say, well, you know, well, you know, he didn't know what he was saying and excuse it. And, you know, he's, he doesn't know what he's saying or just, you know, just not talk about it. For me, it is important because we've been there before. We know when you put certain things out there, people hearing it very different. People hear it as like a message to harm this woman. We've seen it before. We know when people are not responsible with their word. What happened? We know what can happen 
when you're dealing with, <clears throat> especially women of color, how it's easy to dismiss us as is easy that, you know what, they can do anything to us and it's like, you know, it's okay. We know when these people get on televisions or write the article to write, the effect of it. Again, I will remind everyone, Caroline Flight. And sometimes I wonder, have anyone stood up for her and talked and pushed back? Would she have be here with us? And I also think, I think it's something that, you know, I'm not the first one to say it. I think many of the squad says that and, you know, if Diana had the movement today to have to have the social media, would she had been here still with us? And I think she would. And so for me, I don't want to treat this as like, you know what, oh, it's one of those uh, insane things that, you know what, there's not, a, because we know what they're going to do. God forbid something would to happen. And I hope that, you know, I hope to God nothing ever happened to this woman and to their kids and to Harry because we know that they will come out and they will apologize and, and they will be able to get away because they have get away with many of these things before. And so for me, we need to, to sort of, this is not what news people that you know what, who, that this is not what it should have been. For especially for what's going on right now in England, for them to not be dealing with that or talking about that, and other women that oh, has actually done nothing to you guys, and now we're having the nerve to stand on national television. To say, while she has breath in her body, those kid women in the state. And Harry will too. Please guys, make that make sense for me. Please explain to me. Am I, am I seeing it wrong? Am I? Please help me here. I think it's important to also, especially when it comes to to Meghan Markle, <clears throat> and for everyone who pays attention to Meghan Markle and kind of at least is aware of what's going on and the and the efforts made against her, is that there is a a, a, a tendency for um, even when you know things are unacceptable and, and not right, and they're clearly based in in bias and racism and and any other number of horrible reasons, there's a, there's this tendency to to normalize the treatment to see it as, uh, Oh, that's just how they treat Megan. And even though we're in this sort of, um, effort to call it out and, and, uh, hold people accountable, there's a difference between, um, anything that's even just meant to be slanderous or, um, degrading and, what that is because that is effectively a death threat it's it's effectively inciting violence against someone if you when you 
put that phrase out there for something that you know a lot of people want to happen. You know, there's a lot of people who want Harry to be back in the UK. And when you put out that conditional statement that while she has breath in her body, that that's not going to happen, then you're you're forcing those people who may want Harry to be back to follow that to the logical conclusion. Okay, if we want Harry back, then that means we need to kill Megan. And I think that there's a there's a reality of how absolutely insane that is that it needs to be called out uh, and and not allowed to be normalized or swept under the rug. But it's also to your point, the people who are, uh, especially those who are in the UK, to to actually hold Valentine Lowe accountable. You know, that's that's the kind of thing you should you should really have to answer for, uh, even before God forbid anything were to to happen as a result of it. Yeah, no, I mean, I completely agree. I mean, it's it's a dangerous, dangerous thing. And then the first thing that came to my mind is the, um, you know, that was the only condition that, in which it would happen. The only way in which Harry would be able to come back is if Megan were no longer around and was killed or died in some way. But what they didn't say is the reason why they left in the first place was because of their nonsense. So they had absolutely no intention on stopping the ridiculousness that they actually are and and you know really the 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 horrible behavior that they are currently conducting against this lady. So they have, you know, it, it told me everything in terms of, you know, what they're about, what they want, and then what they're willing to do for it is that they absolutely have no intention on actually treating this lady fairly and that the only way in which, you know, they don't see any way in which they're ever going to stop like harassing this poor lady, harassing but, Megan. But this is the problem. I mean, to think somehow that Harry would to return to UK, God forbid something happened to his wife, his kids, it's... It's, it's ridiculous. It's insane. It's insane. It's like to say that, you know what, somehow he doesn't have a mind of his own that he can be manipulated. They could manipulate him. Somehow they could share. I mean, isn't very often that you hear that one of, of his issues, it's because on how they treated his mother, the fact that, you know, because his mom and he whole I guess maybe you could call it grudge, you could call it resentment, you could call it whatever you choose to call it. The point is, is that, you know what, he never forgot what happened to his mom. And what happened to his mom lead him to where he is right now. So what make you think, knowing how much the woman that he loved, the woman that he chose, that he called his soulmate, that you guys will find a way to sort of demise her and somehow is going to call to back to you guys that caused it in the first place? What are we talking here? What kind of delusional things that we are talking here? That somehow that, you know what, he's going to call and run back to who? The people that was not standing up for him, the people that kicked him out, said, you got to go, didn't think that he will go. The people that will ask for the money back for putting him in the mid quarters 
and his wife and ask for the money back, which he paid, that didn't expect that they would. They didn't expect that, you know what, you know, that it was going to come and do as well as they did and still doing. What he's going to call to? What? I mean, obviously, this is his, his, his country. His, you know, it, 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 I mean, this is where he's born. And of course, he wants to be. And there's a connection. He has a connection with the people, you know, and he love and I'm sure he love his country. But still, on, if things still remain the same, where the tabloid has the kind of power they have. The kind of manipulation, everything that they've been doing. And as you could see, right now there is a suit against them. To what he's going to turn to. Yeah, it's interesting. It actually makes me think of what just happened to Alex Jones. Because if you think about it, there's actually a, a fairly similar corollary. Alex Jones basically was out and he was talking about, um, you know, this horrible incident at Sandy Hook, which is actually pretty close to where we are. And basically saying that, you know, there was no problem. There was no shooters like this. This incident never happened. It was completely ginned up by the media and the deaths of these like 27 children. I mean, it was a lot. It was it was literally one of the most shocking things I've ever like heard or seen in my life. It was so bad. And he just completely um, acted like it didn't happen because he had an audience that was in a bubble that was only listening to, you know, that particular leaning audience. And he thought that he could get away with it. And so he would just talk as much trash as he could. And then just this week, he got fined and has to pay almost a billion dollars because of what he said. And, you know, you know, it finally came home to roost. This dude is basically finished. And it also makes me think that, you know, these people are going to have the same thing. I mean, what is it going to take in order to get them to shut up? They realize that their words now may have consequences and it'll be interesting to see how the, the suit here kind of reflects, you know, the, the risk at which, People will just talk garbage and complete trash and like truly seek out and, and commit, um, you know, murder tr truly um, by just being, you know, irresponsible for what it is that they say. And I wonder, you know, if there's going to be any kind of, you know, if that's going to cause any kind of change or at least just thought anywhere else. Well, I think it's the beginning to, to the end, really, because what I'm very proud of and very happy it see um, the pushback and what is happening since the passing of the Queen. When you see Ireland, you see um, Scotland and they are out there and they said enough is enough. And um, there are people are coming out. People are not taking it. And I think they are pushing the English people into a place where eventually you know, the ceiling's going to break because when you're hearing that, you know what, this winter, you know, people going to, I guess now shelter and kids, you know, there's going to be sort of, and I even hear a story about, um, cheese being in lockdown where they like them in, in some, um, 
Oh God, I'm so sorry, guys. Um, they locked them down in a case, um, you know, to guard it because of, I guess maybe the fear that you know people will break them to to get the cheese because people are starving and you know there's no kids. There's a lot is happening, and so how do you? As a journalist, this is your job. This is where we're counting on you. We we want you to be our voice. We want you to actually defend us. And then we are sitting here hungry. And then what we're hearing, it's you talking about a woman that was not even in the country, was not doing anything to you. How do you expect for people to swallow that and continue to swallow that? And we can see People's mind is changing and I think it's starting changing from the day when they saw Megan walk out and see how she was treated. And in my opinion, I think they were setting her up, setting her up in a point where that when she walked out, maybe someone was going to do or say something that was going to be the whole thing is. They wanted to embarrass them. They wanted to make sure that they know that, you know what, they are not welcome. And it did not happen. And so now we are moving to a stage where someone have the nerve to stand up, sit down on a national television to speak about as long as this woman have breath on her body, her husband at least now they mentioned the kid. Obviously now they want the kids because before it was just Harry alone. So I'm asking the question, when is enough is enough? When do we start going back to really what's matter and the news? You know, because for me, I mean, <laughs> disclose, this is used to be a fantasy for me to become, you know, a journalist because I thought I used to hold journalists um that kind of work you know um incredible work work that changed people's lives that changed that you know um you know in some ways many part of the world and so for me there need to be a pushback and when i say pushback i don't think it just pushed back only from the the audience the people that watch this show i think there should be pushback from Will journalists, will network to push back and say, no, we, we can't have this because eventually that make every uh, network, every journalist look the same and weak by staying silent. And I think it diminished them. Okay. Because if you are stay silent and you say nothing, then you accomplish it. Because that's not what it was supposed to be. And to move to, I don't know if it was today. And I was listening to um, Byron who actually doing an incredible job. Congratulations, Byron. I don't think you listen to this show. I don't think you will ever listen to this show, really. But congratulations if anyone knows you. Um, please tell Byron, you know, Lady So Sexy, congratulations on 28,000. That is amazing. That is incredible. 
I mean, obviously, I've been listening to you since the beginning when you first started. So the OG of sort of uh, um, Royal Sussex. So shout out to you. Congratulations. And you're doing a great job. And he was talking about Christopher Smith. Um, when I hear what he said, and it was a response to Megan podcast, try to say, oh, now she has an issue that, you know, people are calling her crazy. And then saying, if the shoes fit. Been full steam ahead for the money and publicity hungry Duke and Duchess of Sussex after they completed the official mourning period for the death of the Queen. Meghan Markle has released yet another self-indulgent podcast episode, this time complaining about being called crazy. If the shoe fits. Please, guy, help me with this because, like, I see my, my, my blood is boiling here. If the shoes fit. What does, what does it mean by that? It's just, it's so... Uh honestly embarrassing to even watch it because it's it just shows a um a lack of intelligence and a lack of emotional intelligence and a lack of desire to be a part of a community be part of a conversation and to just try to be adversarial at every uh in every respect because the entire point <laughs> of of what megan and the show is uh talking about is and, and the importance of that issue of archetypes is about how these uh, constructs in society, even in just passing comments, bring women down and put them in these boxes and 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 prevent them from um, really living in in a freely in in society and and being their best selves. And perfect example, him just making a comment, oh well, actually you are crazy. It's <laughs> like th that's exactly the problem. You are you are embodying the 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 exact issue perfectly with that comment. And so it's just like, yeah, well, there's a case in point for that's what the, that's what the problem is. Child. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's really, it's sad and yet laughable at the same time. There's, you know, for me, it's kind of a binary thing. It's either one, he is, you know, basically he has some sort of corporate overlords and he's and they're basically telling him that you have to say this because this is kind of the, the party line of what this station is about. And I kind of think there's actually maybe true truth to that because everyone's on that same page on that particular network. There's nobody who sticks up for it. There's nothing. It's just, you know, ba Megan bashing all the time. Or he's a racist, like a complete misogynist, like the whole thing. Like so and just a despicable human being. And I guess now that I'm thinking about it, it may not necessarily be a binary choice. He could absolutely be both <laughs> at the same time, but you know, which obviously makes it even that much worse. But um, it's, I guess, the good news, and you know, there's an aspect of this inside American politics that we can kind of relate to, is that it really helps identify your enemies, and also what you should and you shouldn't pay attention to, frankly. I guess at least um, put any kind of emotional investment into it anyway, because I, you know, obviously speaking as a, as a mixed man in the United States, there's a lot, and I grew up in the South. And so, you know, racism was very much more overt in the South. When I came up here, 
you know, it wasn't as overt. It was much more subtle. And in the South, the good thing about it is that you just basically knew who was against you because they just basically would tell you to, you know, they would tell you straight to your face. And so there was comfort in that because you knew, okay, well, this person's not going to like me no matter what I do. So it just doesn't matter what he has to say or do. I just got to watch my back. Coming up here, you just don't have that same kind of comfort because you just don't know who, what agenda anyone's got. Um, and, you know, Megan, I think, can kind of feel the same way is that, you know, it's very clear in terms of what's going on. Like this, there, there's, you know, this guy has no integrity. He, there's, there's no journalism scruples this guy has. He's going to be that way his entire, you know, his entire career. And as a result, she can basically just safely ignore it outside of just making sure that he's not going to do her harm. And, but at least she can't put any emotional investment that, okay, well, look, maybe he has a point. She knows in her soul that this guy, there's no way this guy's ever going to have a valid opinion about her because that's not what he's interested in. Well, I don't know if the point is, regardless how they may or may not feel about her, if it's the point, if it's the agenda is, is to turn other people onto hating this woman and we do know this type of agenda have worked in the past and work over and over again i mean i think it's outplay which is why it's not working as it used to and i also think the reason why it's not working it's also because they have not been able to find anything to attach the sentiment on megan because the woman have been living a life pretty much clean <laughs> Because her whole life has been documented, you know, I mean, from the time that she was nine years old to present. Have they have been able to find something, some type of narrative that they can attach the whole thing on? They would have crucified this woman and people would have buy on it. It's hard to make an argument when it's not there. It's just in a vacuum. You're just talking. Yeah, yeah. Some people will believe it. But eventually it's like, you know, enough with the sources. Show me. And so it would be very easy to say, let's ignore this. But if we looked at in history, every time we get into a place where we ignore things, which is exactly what they want us to do, things happen. I mean, perfect example, even in this country, whom we really love and want to be in who have offered us too much and the liberty to be able to speak freely the way we were speaking. We knew that, you know what, when we ignore what happened the last four years before, you know, our current president come in power and that we're like, oh, just talk. Oh, nobody will believe that. Nobody will trust that. Nobody will actually, you know, crazy in the mind to actually vote for someone that will speak like that, someone that will make fun to handicap people, someone that, you know, and look how that turned out. So it's easy to say, these are, this is nonsense, you know, sort of, you know, let's, let's not even give it light. And sometimes that's exactly what they want us to do. Because it's so insane that you don't want to give it breath. And yet things happen. Yeah, I wasn't trying to say that, 
you shouldn't necessarily pay attention to it. Because as I mentioned, I mean, we have to be careful of it for the damage that it can do. What I was more saying is that for Megan to take any kind of emotional investment in it and that concerning herself that whatever they may be saying, they may have a point. Like she doesn't necessarily have to concern herself with that because clearly they're just making it up. I think that, you know, to your point though, it's incredibly dangerous and it has to be, it has to be addressed. Um, you know, to the point that you made that, I mean, it's clear, it's very clear in this country exactly how bad and how out of control it can get and how quickly it can happen. It can happen really, really fast. But we all know that obviously, I mean, when you're in such a spotlight and the glare is so bright that it's very easy to take these opinions to heart and have it affect you like mentally and physically have all these negative things just affect you. And what I was Maybe I obviously I was inarticulate in doing it, but what I was trying to say is that maybe at least that can give her some sort of solace knowing that these people would never have a point and that hopefully she's not allowing these really negative things to impact her so much because she knows that there's no way there's any validity behind what she has to say. I think it's interesting. I think you, the point is interesting, and it certainly seems to be the case that uh, for Megan and Harry to be where they are, <clears throat> they've done an excellent job of being able to compartmentalize the attacks that they've had to withstand and all of the nonsense and and the treatment honestly and and um i think though what's important for everyone else outside of megan and harry and their mental state is to really connect the dots from these two quotes that maybe seem at first blush to be coming from a very different place the idea of uh, if so long as Megan still has breath in her body, Harry's not coming back to the UK, and combine that with some other reporter just making an offhand comment about, oh, if the shoe fits, that she is crazy. And maybe it seems like those are two very different things, but the fact is they're designed to work in concert. And there is exactly what you had just mentioned, Lady Sussex, about uh, trying to convince other people to not care for Megan, to actually maybe even hate Megan. Uh, when you fan those flames, you give them this sort of reason to already be predisposed to, to disliking her. And then you start to give the opening of saying, oh, well, actually, if she's not breathing anymore, then maybe Harry will come back. You start to see how they actually want those things to work together, to get someone to actually go and who may be someone who's not mentally well, maybe someone who has uh, mental health issues that isn't able to to see the the reason and, and to and act in a way that's uh, socially acceptable according to norms and laws and things like that for mm -hmm. to go out above and beyond uh, mm -hmm. what they're what they should they should be doing and to actually act on that hatred that's been fanned by stupid comments like oh she is crazy um but to have been given the permission to go and actually attempt to take someone's life by someone making the comment oh well if she's not breathing anymore then harry will come back and the interesting things when you think of what um, Christopher Smith say and you started looking into this person that was making that statement, it's kind of like, are, are, you, are you serious? This is a man, I mean, I will say allegedly, but it's really, I mean, it's written right there. And when you Google it, this is a man that, you know what, from what I understand, that have, have bipolar. This is a man that has been accused of 
you know, sort of heinous things. This is a man that, you know, allegedly that um, sort of have had an alcohol problems and who have mental health issues. And this is the person that you know what they are putting on stage to talk about someone that who has not been well, let's just say we have not done absolutely nothing to it. This is the person that, you know, they think that the model, the message need to come from. So, I mean, as I said again, I think it's, it's not enough that just people in England that we, we push back. I think it's time that when we ask for real journalists, other network to start pushing back because it's really diminished them. And um, last thing that, you know, I want to comment on, it's um, today I was also listening to one of the show that I enjoy and I kind of understand what the point that they was making, but they did say something that really, that didn't sort of wing, um, it, it, it read me the wrong way. Is this idea that, you know what, um, people are a phantom that, you know, who like, who just, you know, like people like myself, that's talking, you know, sort of, you know, defending people that, you know, that were probably famous or this somehow that, you know what, we are crazy and we're a bunch of crazy and we should be treated such as. And to me, it's, 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 in, it's insane that anyone will actually see it that way that just because we are aligned with someone that was famous because we do understand sometimes we depend on people like them to actually sort of you know what move the ball forward that who have access and and we need to support them or even furthermore that you know what when you think about it in history we always support people. We always phantom and looking for people that, you know what, who sort of, you know, we can align ourselves in. And to say that, you know, somehow we are crazy for defending someone, whether they were celebrity or not. And sometimes people who are celebrity sometimes need to be defended because not because, you know, well, they have money, they could have lawyers. They, that's not the point. The point is, is that, you know, sometimes they have been treated unfair. Sometimes that, you know, they can't even defend themselves. They can't have the voice that they need to have. I mean, look at, look at Princess Diana. If you think it on that line that, you know what, from the generation she come from, for who she is, and look what they done to her in the silencer. So, yes, you can treat us that, you know, crazy, call us any kind of name. But the problem is, is that the people that you are calling crazy have make change. The people that you are calling crazy are the people that, you know, who's out there defending your rights. The people that, you know, you are calling crazy is the reason why you even exist. 
The people that you're calling crazy are people who dare to stand for something. And as I said again, this is bigger than Megan. And the way I looked at it, there's something that Tina used to say and resonate with me deeply and profoundly. If you can treat someone like Megan, who certain part of society will look at as like maybe equal or the one that you know what will let it in the door. If you can treat her like that with all her credential, how are you going to treat little Rachel or little sort of um, Shaniqua, whatever the name that you know you want to call that is associated to a black girl? And if our girls are looking at and said, okay, you treat her like that? How are you going to treat me? And so this is why this is so important. And for those haters that want to sit down and benefit everything, those people that you call crazy, you need to look at yourself in the mirror and look at the paycheck that you're getting. How did it come about? And if you are a woman, you need to really check yourself because the woman movement allowed you to be the woman that you are today. And you might have called them crazy too. The black people from Salma, I'm sure they probably would have called them crazy too because they had dog, they have everything on them, but they pushed through. Okay. Emmett Till happened. And we stand out. I guess you would have called them crazy too. So I hope you think twice the next time you call a fandom crazy. Because they may save your life. Because the work that we do, how we stand out, it trickled down to what you yourself one day may receive. And that probably will save you. So have a good night. Thank you guys for joining me again. Um, I didn't expect it to be, wow, 46 minutes later. So um, I hope you guys join me in the next podcast. Um, yeah. Good night. Love you guys. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. There's someone that I must think before we leave is Church and Nelly. She, I don't know if you guys know who she is, but she is famous. And what I mean by that, I mean, she's the, wow, I don't know how to call her, how to put her. She's incredible. The fact that she's listening to us, guys, it means that we made it. <laughs> so, Church and Nelly, thank you so much uh, for your kind words. I love you, girl. And let's keep up the fight. Good night. <laughs>